Thank you for listening to Lawford, the podcast about the village of Lawford in North East Essex and the surrounding area. Lawford, the podcast, is brought to you by Lawford Parish Council with the aim to share what the council is up to and to highlight some of the amazing people, events and facilities in our area. Hello, welcome to Lawford, the podcast. Uh, today, I'm delighted to be joined by Val and Carlo uh, Googly Amy. Um, and Carlo, I'm going to start with, did I get the pronunciation of your surname correctly? Because I've, I've uh, I had a dry run and I think I got it wrong about four times. You know, I think you were quite good on that. <laughs> uh, and Val, welcome as well. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, excellent. And so this is one of our longer form um, podcasts, right? So we, we, we're starting this podcast series. We, we, we're going to do little short ones where we talk about what's happening in, in the parish council and what, um, what, uh, what's happening in the community. And then we're going to have these uh, slightly longer form chats where we talk to um, local residents who have an interesting story to tell um, and absolutely... Um, you two are, uh, you know, cornerstones of the village and have uh, have have compelling life stories. So I think it was really important that we had you on very early in the series. So um, we're, we're we're delighted to do that. Um, we're going to, you know, this is going to be a little bit of a random uh, Robert Frost random walk. Um, we're we're going to start with maybe the 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 kind of origin story um, of you both because I think um, Val, you're very much of this place, and then Carlo, you're like me, you're kind of replanted. So um, a bit further afield, a yeah. bit further afield. So should we start with the local field and and uh, with Val uh, tell us a little bit about 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 um, about your. Well, I was born in Ardley. In Coppershaw Road, my grandparents came down when the white, when the mine was closed in Durham, and they came to the land settlement, and my father obviously came with them. My mother is a lot was a lot more local because she came from Manitry. She was a Parsons of Manitry, and lived there all and went to school in. She went to school in Colchester at the girls' high school, and her her sister is still alive and is in a nursing home in. In Stutton. Yeah, in Stutton. So, yes, yeah, so I'm very local. I uh, I say I was born on the... I think I was born on the land settlement, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've lived since in one of those land settlement houses, and they're actually... I mean, I'm, yeah, they're uh, they're all changed now, but they're they're great family homes, that's for, that's for sure for us, anyway. Uh, and, Carlo, you're, yours, yours is, as I say, started slightly further afield, so do you want to tell us... Um, it wasn't. It wasn't hardly. So where, where, where? <laughs> yes. Well, I, I was born in uh, in the southern Italy, a uh, region called Puglia, uh, in 1956, many many years ago. Uh, I came to London uh, in 1973, and uh, we then moved to uh, Lawford in 1982. We had three beautiful children who all went to uh, um, the local play schools, which we call them in those days. Now they call them early earlier settings. And they went to the uh, local primary schools as well. We um, run the Honeycroft Post Office um, when we came down in 1982 uh, for 36 years. And uh, uh, it served many communities, many different families. And uh, we became an, uh, a natural part of the community life here in Lawford. So that is that is that is quite the stint in uh, 
in in the village. But just just on the kind of the relocation from from Italy, was that prompted by um, economic opportunity, or what was the uh, what was the drivers for? Uh, when when I left Italy, uh, I think they gave me a one way ticket. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only Italian to get one of those. <laughs> There's a few Irish lads with those as well. I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And when when I landed here, it was during the minor strike. And uh, it was part night lighting. The light used to go off. Well, sometimes they never used to come on. And uh, and I was working slip, split shifts. So I couldn't even work out why you couldn't get yourself a beer in the afternoon. You realise pubs that had opening and closing hours in the afternoon they were closed. So, and I said to myself, where have I come to? But uh, you soon get used to the uh, British wildlife. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, and... and, and um, well, t- t- tell us a little bit about the love story, guys. You know, you, you've obviously uh, you've, uh, at, at, at some point we've, uh, we've 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 joined hands. <laughs> Who's going to tell that story, Val? I'll tell that story. <laughs> yeah, we met. Funnily enough, at a post office meeting, I was running. Yeah, that's there. where all the best yeah. things happen: is these post office <laughs> well, meetings. It was um, in, on the way to Chelmsford at a what was the place called there? Mark's oh, Hotel. Mark, no, it wasn't Mark's Hotel. It was the other one on the road. And uh, we were at a post office meeting, and I was on the committee, and Carlo had just come along. He'd just split up with his wife, and I was still with my husband in those days. And uh, we met there, and we got talking, and we got so many similarities about ourselves that uh, it just went on from there, really. And then I moved out and moved down <laughs> here. <laughs> I was living at Langham at the time, and I moved down to Manning Tree, well, Lawford, which was a very different... <laughs> That is that is a, a, a te- is your version of the tale of love the same, Carlo? It's very much the same. Yeah, she's not. I think that Valley's got his spot on. Uh, it's your fairy tale romance at post office meeting. You know, who says post office meeting are, are boring? Eh? Uh, um, absolutely. Because obviously, oh, so you both have uh, histories in the in the post office, and then you're uh, you have been running the the Lawford post office for for uh, for a very long time. You've obviously retired out of the business in the last couple of couple of couple of years. Well, but people remember me from Dedham because we had the post office. That my parents had it before me. And my parents, my Mr. and Mrs. Hood in Dedham High Street, and they had it. They moved in there in 1969, so they they had it a long time. Mm. Wow! So you've you've post office in your in your uh, yeah. in your in DNA DNA. And just like, what's it like as a as a as a job as a career? Because obviously it must be quite good in terms of actually you're interacting with community all the time. But then there's a the bit there's, there's presumably an awful lot of administration that happens. Out of sight, is there? Yeah, well, it's changed an awful lot. It has changed um, when it was all done by hand and everything. And I, fortunately, was one of the lucky ones that went onto the Horizon system in the very first ones. So I had a post office employee working with me the whole time I went on. So all this thing that a lot of people have had, I didn't actually have that because I had a post office guy with me. That that horizon scandal. I know we yeah. were we were chatting off off air a little bit earlier. That is one of the scandals of the century in terms of the actual impact it's had on, you know, people's lives. I was it was it's like over. I think it was over seven hundred people were prosecuted for something that didn't even exist. Right? It literally was just a falsehood of well, it was software gone wrong that people hadn't. Um, they hadn't been trained enough, and the software was the wrong software for the job, basically. Yeah. And people have lost their lives because of that. Yeah, it, it, I, I know. Again, we were commenting, and like, if it was any other 
period of time it, i think this year with, with with conflicts with lots of politics it was it was a difficult year to get airtime but actually it you know as scandals go it's it's up there with um with the biggest in our in our time um um any reflections for yourself, Carlo? In terms of you, you're you're a chatty person, so presumably you you enjoy the kind of interaction with people, you know, on a daily daily basis. Did you? Absolutely. And uh, our role as uh, counsellors is a just natural progression from uh, from our role as uh, sub postmasters, really, because you engage with the community. At the time when we uh, had uh, we, the whole business was going through a, a huge change. And I remember our, our Mondays and Thursdays and Tuesdays. Mondays and Thursdays were pension day. Tuesday was family allowance day. And on Wednesday was all the payment of the different other benefits. And we, we had this uh, massive uh, change from uh, a pension book, payment book, to uh, card accounts. And it was unbelievable how some uh, people in the 90s Got to grips with uh, you, to, you know, using a, a cash card. Yeah, really, what yeah. it was, you know. So people liked the uh, the post office brand. It was a trusted brand. Uh, they confided in us. We were really serving as uh, general practitioners of the community. You know, which it was something government uh, at some stage they, uh, they 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 thought maybe will will empower postmasters to. Uh, uh, to become family uh, uh, community practitioners, yeah. we were already doing that. You know, yeah. okay. so therefore, for us, was uh, if people wanted advice on how to uh, uh, meet bills, you know, nothing changes. Yeah. There still was challenges with yeah, bills, uh, and even to the extent of what to do with their savings in what in pot investment pot they could put them. You know, if they had housing issues, they should come to us. If they wanted advice on any other thing, so really. We were just a natural progression from uh, doing the job that we did for many many years to become um, members of the um, uh, of of the um, of the district council. Got it, got it, got it. Um, and uh, we we again we had a little chat earlier. Like just locally, the community law for is, is gone through an incredible transformation in the last well in the last ten years, probably in particular, but 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 even longer than that. And we were talking about where we're we're sat recording this in Ogilvy Hall, and the fact that the the village was really centred around this part of the village, and now it's kind of migrated towards um, well t- towards the towards the train station and towards t- towards that right. So it, yeah. absolutely, well the uh, the we must remember that the uh, the post office around in Annecroft wasn't there. It was only built in the 60s when Honeycroft, the sheltered housing, was built. The village post office that law for that was in Anger Down Lane, uh, which is now long gone, yeah. uh, where opposite there was the pub, the village pub, the King's Arms, and behind it was the, uh, where we uh, are doing this podcast in, in Ogilvy Hall, uh, was the way to go to the church, and the school was between the pub and the church. So therefore... This was uh, the village as such. Yeah. And as the uh, mandatory school was built, then the village started shifting from where we are In towards where the houses are now being built. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, okay, so, we, so we, we've talked a little bit about, about you know, uh, your origin story and your, 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 your working life. But I think the, the one that's, you know, this is obviously a, a community podcast and the one of the, the things that's kind of most compelling about you, you two guys is you've had a really... Um, 
well, long and impactful, um, you know, career of volunteering in different uh, community groups and particularly, um, you know, both parish councillors, Val, you're uh, the, the chairperson of, the, of Lawford and you're telling me earlier you were also involved in Dedham Parish Council for, for quite a while. I was, yeah, because uh, my father was involved in that as well, so I took over from him, yeah, so yeah. More in the genes, the uh, yeah, the local community activism. So, and then, um, so you've gone parish council, you've gone district council. Um, at that point, Val, you decided to stop at district council, but you left Carlo and you mm. sent him down to uh, count, county buildings. Yeah, he's welcome to jump <laughs> <laughs> as 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 the as the as the county councillor. So maybe Val, do you want to just kind of maybe? Because what what what's the motivation for actually for getting involved in 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 these? Um, I, know, I know this is this is particularly like you know local governance, and then we can kind of get a little bit into some of the community groups. I know you're involved in the fun run and other things as well, but 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 help us out in terms of just a bit of the the motivation and the and the reward from your point of view in terms of getting involved in in um, in, in 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 both the parish and the district council. Well, I think it's basically when running the post offices, basically having both post offices at once. So I had one on the Ipswich Road as well for a while. So having the post office, having people come in, they just want it's people just want to um, well, they want to tell you things and things, and uh, there are things that you can possibly do that other people can't do if you get involved in in things like that. Um, so it became, well, I suppose, because I'd lived in the area, I'd moved it about, but I'd lived basically in the area all my life and my family was still here that I felt that I had to get not had to but I wanted to get involved because things have changed and we need to move on yeah and uh, yeah I, I think it's basically because I was involved in the in the village and both villages for such a long time I felt I wanted to get involved yeah and that you could add and obviously you have added hugely to to, to, to both and and then and and just maybe on the 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 emphasis in the in the district council. So we're all, you know, we're sitting in tendering district council. Um, I guess because that's just again my ignorance of how local governance works, right? But in terms of the things that get done at a local level, then there's things that get done at a commu- at a at a tendering level, and then there's then then there's there's things that get d- d- just done at a, at a at a county level. So what what are the what are the more impactful things that you guys would get involved in at a at a tendering? Um, well, the two things that I'm involved in tendering is the licensing. I'm, ch- I'm chair of the licensing and also the planning, um, which is quite important and quite involved. The licensing I love because it's non-political. It is a, the planning is a little bit more political. And, and this is is this public house licensing or is it is it licensing of everything? Yeah, okay, every, everything. taxis like, and yes, okay. right, taxis, everything in the area. Licensing of it all. Um, planning is just obviously on the planning which they have to come to us if there's any objections or anything to, or bigger items that they're bringing forward. But uh, say the licensing is in everything that's happening in the area. And I find that very important, having families and having grandchildren here, that we should have a nice, a nice uh, safe place for them. Yep. But it shouldn't be political. It should actually be just about the area, about the community. Mm. Uh, absolutely, I think that's the. the I know you you've really stressed that at the, at the my interactions in the parish council is that it's completely apolitical. Like, mm. and and then you're taking that even further. You're kind of going actually district council again. You should be apolitical. Really, you know, okay, there's banners, but really it's a, it's about community and it's about making sure that that everybody gets the most out of the 
most opportunities from living locally. And then, Carlo, you, you've obviously, I think you've done, you've done, you're telling me you've done 35 years on the parish council, which seems incredible. But then you've also done long stints in both tendering and, um, and in, uh, and in Essex County Council as well. And maybe just even the, the, if the, the motivation, maybe, or, are they stepping stones or were you, do you always, because it, it, it goes from kind of community activism to politics at some point along that road, does it? It does, it does. And uh, when uh, we uh, um, decided to join the Parish Council, we were asked because of our connection with people, as Val said, you know, when you're involved in people's lives, it becomes a natural uh, thing to, uh, if you care enough where you live, then obviously you want to do all you can to improve uh, the offer that uh, for uh, for for your family, for other families, and for all the, those people that are fortunate enough to live in such a beautiful part of the world, really. So, therefore, uh, once you're involved with communities, you automatically linked to the local parish council governance. Uh, I don't think people are fully um, versed with what the parish council functions are. Uh, we have got 113 streetlights. Uh, we manage all the grass cutting for all the areas uh, where now we're be beginning to uh, uh, be a bit more choosy that we shouldn't cut because of all the biodiversity, uh, uh, to promote biodiversity and leave the uh, grass to grow wild in some places. Uh, we have got playing field, we've got uh, uh, play areas that the parish council manages. Uh, we have got a very good links with all the community groups. We uh, uh, we sponsor uh, a huge amount of uh, um, local local groups, you know, and, and, uh, and they all rely on us. And the important one is that we uh, we we've also got a very good link with Lofa Church, where who provide a burial ground for us. So we pay for the maintenance of that. And uh, uh, if Lofa Church did not provide a burial ground, we would have had to find one ourselves, a field by a field somewhere, and, and turn it into a graveyard. So. That there is the one obligation parish council have to discharge. They've got to provide a, a place where people, where local people can be buried. So the uh, the progression to district council happened one night when some colleagues of ours um, convinced us after um, <laughs> a few drinks. Uh, next morning we had a bouquet of flowers and well done, thank you for having agreed to stand for district council. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently we agreed, but uh, and this was back in two thousand and seven, uh, and it's been a very steep learning curve ever since we came in. We were in opposition for the first two years, and then we took control in two thousand and nine, and I've been very fortunate that I've, I've had several cabinet positions where you gain a huge amount of experience, and and I've been the deputy leader there since two thousand and. Uh, 15 so uh, I've, and I've absolutely enjoyed every minute of uh, my uh, experience I've gained on the district council and then when the uh, local county councillor stepped down um, I was asked would you would I like to have uh, taken a place and I thought well we're running a business my family had grown up by then so therefore you didn't have the excuse of you haven't got the time because you've got young children so um, again, it was another progression of your involvement in the community, only involving a lot more parish councils in 
as the um, division of uh, Tenerife Royal West has 13 different parish councils, not just the one uh, or three as the district has. The district's got Misley, Manchester and Lawford. They're all part of the uh, Tenerife Royal West divisions. So the workload is quite, quite a lot, quite challenging. And when we're running a business, I thought, this is getting quite tricky, you know. And uh, then my health took a, a bit of a tumble and we decided to, uh, maybe it was time to consider um, some kind of retirement. This was back in 2018 when we decided to call it a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, just like, how how political is it at the, at the, say at the county council? Is that is that very par- much, obviously you guys run under... You know different political party banners, and but is it is it is it very political to try and get things done in the in because if if it, I mean <laughs> yeah I, I just I, I don't know I guess I'm just trying to understand it a little bit in terms of do you need to to be in charge of the council from a pure electoral ballot point of view and do you need, you know you say if you're if you're not are you 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 know you obviously well. Just educate me a little bit in terms of in terms of how how uh, how impactful the uh, the politics versus the kind of yeah absolutely now <clears throat> as you've seen in your uh, time in on the parish council <clears throat> the parish council does not have any party politics at all which is great it's absolutely lovely uh, we work all together and sometimes you know we've achieved that at district and county level however. Politics does come into it because it's a political environment, uh, and the majority of uh, uh, of the people that are elected uh, form an administration. That administration would normally follow party political aims and ambitions, uh, and um, and sometimes it does get in the way of uh, uh, governance and maybe some. Um, there's never any unpleasantness, but there is challenges that politics bring into the table, you know. Uh, and, and I know Val has already said that she's not a political uh, animal, you know. She's quite happy uh, being on the, on, the, um, on the fringes of politics, you know. But when you're running uh, a district or a county council, whichever political persuasion it is, has got to come into the fold, Unfortunately. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. It's, it's, it's interesting. I, I mean, um, you see it obviously at a national level. And it's very pronounced, and it's such a such a big in, uh, um, <clears throat> impact. But whether that, uh, you know, how it how it federates through the <laughs> through the different layers of governance is is interesting. Um, so beyond all of the, the the parish council, the district councils, you've also done you know, lots of lots of community activism. I know you were involved in involved in the the the, the Dedham Run. Uh, help me out, Val. Uh, 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 that was a long time ago. It's when it started, <laughs> yeah. Which was a it well, it's an institution now. I mean, it's a, I a, it's, it's it's an incredible competitive now. It yeah. wasn't really. Yeah. That, it was competitive, but not like it is now. So yeah, that's when they started it. Yeah, and that's when I had the post office at Dedham then. So yeah. I was involved through that. I'm still on the almshouses in Dedham. I'm still on the committee for the almshouses in Dedham. Uh, haven't lost connection with. I, I've heard the almshouses as a term, but help me. What does the alms? What are they? What are the almshouses? Well, these ones that I'm on, there's d- different um, sects. But when I was on, it was a, a midwife left her money to people, and it's for females only. It's in Dedham. It's for females only. There's four of them, not far from the school. And they're for people that are a certain age and are retired and need help in the community. 
but it's only females that can apply for it. Oh, wow. So it's an endowment that the lady left yes. and then it yeah. became, wow, okay, that isn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. And why are they called almshouses and putting on the spot? And maybe you, is, is that is that just... Well, it was the arms of the day. It, was, it, it goes back a long while and arms were what they gave to... But they used to collect money. It was called arms, wasn't it? Uh, okay. The Queen used okay. to do that. Give out. Yeah, arms. no, you're you're educating me here as I <laughs> as I as I go in in uh, in all these terminologies. Um, okay, that was an interesting, uh, interesting. Uh, well, we've also got them down here. Well, I'm aware. I'm aware of the one. On I've done, one I've, well. Oh, you're on the. Oh, is there anything you're not on between the two <laughs> yes, of you guys? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to find some community group that doesn't have a representation. Yeah, uh, and I'm also on the foundry court. I'm uh, also at foundry court. Which we run a, a tube, well, we run a monthly music and uh, snack afternoon for older people, anyone that's over 55, um, down at Foundry Court. So, yeah, we, we do that as well. <laughs> There's, there is, uh, there, uh, I, I am going to find something that you're not involved You're not involved <laughs> in the football club, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, you haven't seen me play football. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, 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 well, and now I'm going to pivot again because, uh, uh, well, you both um, have been hanging out with, um, well, it's a topical week with, uh, with, with, uh, with, um, with, with a certain book out this week. But um, you've been hanging out with, with, with royalty. Um, uh, Carlo, do you want to tell us about your uh, hanging out with the king? Or he wasn't the king at the time. He, you, he's got promoted since. He wasn't. He wasn't king by a long, by, by a long, long shot. Uh, this was back in uh, 2010, 2011. Uh, I was very, very fortunate. I was the uh, heritage champion in uh, of uh, tendering because I had the portfolio for planning at the time. And uh, I was absolutely privileged to be invited to uh, uh, St. James's Palace uh, for a conference on heritage. And the uh, keynote speaker there was the, um, the owner of the house, basically. Uh, Prince Charles gave a, an absolute blunder of a speech just before lunch. And he talked about... Uh, the bass malting in Lancashire, uh, how they've been restored and what a great success they were. And um, so it was a fascinating speech. So over lunch, I asked the um, chairman of uh, the English Heritage at the time, Baroness Andrews, how do I approach Prince Charles? <laughs> and bearing in mind that we were all having a stand-up lunch with a bowl in your hand, uh, the, the, the room was absolutely packed with people. She said to me, you barge your way through all these people and you get to him. And guess what? I did just that. So I thought... I can, I can imagine, yeah. Carol. Yeah. <laughs> I said, Your Highness, your speech was absolutely incredible, but you missed something very important from your speech, I said to him. And he looked at me and he said, Have I really? I said, Well, in 2005, you came to open the, the former maltings on the waterfront in Misley. Uh, which they were barley, uh, they were producing barleys there. And uh, and he looked at me, very puzzled, and he said, oh, so I did. <laughs> and he gave me the most incredible warm handshake. And we talked about Misley, we talked about the barges. And of course, this was long before the fence was erected. But let's not... That's another topic. On that one. Yeah, yeah. We'll have, a, we'll have a breakout on yeah. that one, yeah. And, uh, and he was absolutely charming to speak to. And uh, I've got my most precious photograph of my whole life collection and his friend and he's there and he's shaking hands with uh, Prince Charles um, they did ask you for a donation to the uh, Trust Foundation <laughs> which I was absolutely great because what they do is they send you the photographs with massive print proof over the top of it so they spoil you know 
So yeah. once you pay your your your, your donation, so you then the, the take you get. Yeah, 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 so yeah, it was yeah. absolutely fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was easy to be fair. I mean, I know um, we you you you've talked a lot about your 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 own interest in kind of environmentalism, but actually he was definitely ahead of his time, wasn't he? Absolutely. He was he was, he was yeah. actually genuinely interested in the stuff and. Uh, Absolutely. He he wanted, uh, and, and you know, of course now that he's become our king, uh, he's taken a bit of a step back on uh, on his um, environmentalist um, um, principles because obviously the monarch... Well, projecting them anyway, yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. yeah. Uh, but what he was doing at the time, you're absolutely right, you know, he was way, way ahead and uh, all the worries that everybody's now become very aware of, you know, he was uh, predicating long, long time ago, you know, as far back as... The, 2000, when, when he really falling off for his father, I would, would imagine, because he was very much like him. He cared about the environment greatly. So therefore, he's passed down. And then it's nice to see that the new Prince of Wales is taking on that role, which is lovely. Excellent, excellent. Um, all right, well, and, and we, we said we we're going to cover these various conversations with local people in the community. But one of the things that um, I guess we're one of the reasons we're having these 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 chats is the kind of trying to build that sense of community, you know, just and, and kind of break down a few barriers in terms of people understanding who's who, who's who's living in the neighbourhood and everything else, right? So, um, and one of the questions, and I know I'm foisting this upon you because I haven't given you a, um, a heads up in terms of this one, but in terms of you know, if you had a call to action for um, the, you know, for, for for the folks listening to this, you know, in terms of getting more actively involved in the community, is there anything you think, you know, people could do to do to to get a bit more engaged in their local community? Is there anything you'd like to see? Not, I mean, you know, everyone has their own, everyone's got everyone's got their own capacity and their own their own, you know, people have different constraints, right? But I guess anything you'd like to see, Val. I would like to see more people get involved with the parish council, to be totally honest, uh, because we have, uh, there will be vacancies again, and it is um, a community thing. Plus, I would like some litter pickers, please, especially with the winds are going about at the moment. I have picked up so much litter just recently. <laughs> so, yeah, we spent a whole morning collecting when the last, last week when the winds were really strong, and people, because now people put their litter bins out, don't they, and uh, they, they obviously put them out, and then they just left it because the wind had taken it everywhere. So we spent the whole morning clearing up a down long road. So yeah, cross the road. Yeah. So, so so more more volunteerism in the kind of in, yeah. in any sense, and then you know both. Just picking it up. Yeah. Just I don't mean to go out every day and do it, but if you're walking past, well, because we've got dogs, I've always got dog. Uh, Bag. Bags yeah. In my- so yeah, you just pick up what you see and take it, and it would just save the countryside so much. It really would. Oh, awesome. Well, that's 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 there's a lesson for all of us there. And then the the other question, or it was kind of a parallel question, was was kind of is there anything you know from a pure um, if we're if we're thinking about um, I'm borrowing David Cameron's term of the big society, but maybe, maybe that isn't it died a death, didn't it? But mm-hmm. but in terms of I, I come, I'm a big believer in the sense of of um, the value out of having uh, real community cohesion. So is there any any of the the big anything we should be doing as a as as a as a as a community, you know, top down from the government down to actually drive that sense of community. And I'm going to turn that one to you, Carlo, and I'll give you no uh, no heads up that it was coming. Is there any any thoughts? <coughs> well, absolutely. Uh, I will I will give you an example. Uh, in last June, when the um, uh, the uh, Majesty Platinum Jubilee celebration came, uh, we we all enjoyed. 
we uh, organized a, a very um, a low key celebration on uh, Summer Spark, which has now become more or less the center of the village, where we proudly purchased this uh, beautiful uh, beacon with ER on one side, and we now ordered uh, CR to go on the other side. Um, and uh, and we, um, the parish council put on this f- amazing evening, it was completely unprompted. It took a couple of weeks, two or three weeks to organize. We gave everybody a glass of uh, Prosecco, and everybody had uh, some snacks. I think we got some plain crisps for everybody. And um, we uh, did the proclamation and uh, we lit the beacon. And there must have been about five, 600 people there turned out that night. And it was absolutely amazing. It was the first time I've lived in Rural for my life to see such a response from the community. So we do plan to do similar events. And of course, this year's the coronation in May is going to be a low-key uh, affair. And I don't think we'll be allowed to light the, uh, the beacon as we were hoped, but if we don't, we don't. But we plan to do some, you know, low-key celebration again on Summer Spark. And uh, to empower the community, I would absolutely echo what Val said, you know, please come and get involved. Mm-hmm. The parish council has got a very substantial budget. You know, its precept is over £173,000. And we manage all these street lights. We got all these playing fields. We got all this litter to be picked from, uh, as uh, as Val was saying. And new pathways. And with you know, with with this money, we we do create, uh, improve the realm every single year. We've we've delivered uh, I don't know how many hundreds of yards of, uh, of new footpaths we've done. We've done a new car park at um, Riverview. We're always working together with um, other organisation to help them. So it would be really lovely to see people come forward. Get involved. As I said, we've got, we know we've got a couple of uh, people that are going to stand down and retire this year. So therefore, we need at least half a dozen people to come forward, <laughs> to uh, come in, get stuck in, have a say in how the, uh, uh, this uh, money gets spent in Lawford, and we will make you very, very welcome. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, that, um, that message is the one to, to, to wrap us up on, I think. Um, Okay, so, well, thank you, uh, Val, and thank you, Carlo, and uh, it was really, really good chatting with you both, and, um, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it there.